0: So Bernie Sanders says the Democratic National Convention could be "quote messy," but "quote democracy" is not always nice and quiet and gentle.
1: Man, in, input some <coughs> replace democracy with any other word, and that gets infinitely creepier. <laughs> Candy Crush.
0: It's not always nice and quiet and gentle. <laughs> uh, weddings. Weddings are not always nice and quiet, and gentle. Um, Let's
1: see here. Uh, Let's do... (laughs) I'm just thinking of, like,
0: baby shower. Baby showers are not always nice, and quiet, and gentle.
1: Yeah, I feel like there's a better one I could do, but I got nothing.
0: (laughs) Funerals are not always nice, and quiet, and gentle.
1: (laughs) Let it be known this day forth that... uh, I got nothing. I can't do it. I don't know why I trying to do Bernie. I've also been watching a lot of stuff on. Uh, there's a documentary series called "The 60s by CNN. And I've been watching that a lot, so I saw a lot of Rob John F. Kennedy, Kennedy, John F. John F. F. John F. I heard a Rob John F. heard a Rob John
0: F. Cavity. Jen F. Cavity. <laughs> it's going to be a good one, I can tell. Let it uh, be said uh, that, that be uh, funerals are not nice. <laughs> uh, they are not uh, clean. clean. They are not.
1: Uh, it's clean. One of the they're not
0: gentle. I've already forgotten what he said. They're not they're not real. they are uh <laughs> sometimes in your mind's eye. <laughs> sometimes I dream about them, and it is
1: glorious, not unlike the Genesis video, what mm, that'd be Reagan, yeah, that
0: was Reagan. <laughs> well, well, funerals sometimes are they're messy, well sometimes they're it's pretty good, they're not clean, <laughs> sometimes they're not clean.
1: I love how you threw that in (laughs) Nancy, (laughs) Nancy.
0: Linda,
1: Linda, clean me up! Linda, come clean me up! We haven't done that in a while. (laughs) Mind Gap
0: Podcast.
1: welcome to Mind Gap Podcast. I'm Doug. I'm Justin. And I almost had you said that while you were drinking from your beer. Do you want to start that again? No. Okay. I'm just sticking with it, man. Just hanging in there. I'm not doing so well with my words. But what are you going to do? It's cool. It's cool. We're all good. We're good. Guys, it's just Justin and I this week. Flying duo.
0: Just the two of us. We can
1: make it if we try.
0: Just the two of us. woo yeah, Doug and
1: I. Doug and I got gotcha. you. Doug and I. I My changed it I. so we
0: didn't have to pay royalties. That's good. Smart. And I this sung guy.
1: it. I sung it poorly, so I, we don't have to pay royalties. That's how that works too. Right? No one would want to monetize it. So like, okay, he's singing it, it poorly. Ooh. Yeah. Mm-mm. Nope. 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 We can't monetize it because it's it's poorly done. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be something? Uh, subjectively going. Well, he did cover it, but he did a really shitty job. Right. So I don't like the cover of it. So <laughs> we're
0: not going to monetize it. <laughs> Yeah, we're not going to go after that because that is terrible. It's, I mean, it's. have you heard it? I have mean, you heard it? Have you heard this? Listen is, back to it. It is dog shit. We might pay them to not uh, just take it down.
1: In fact, we're going to sue them because it's so bad. Right. It's like libel or slander or some shit like that, right? We need to get your brother back in here to sort that out. Dave, let us know. Dave,
0: <laughs> would singing a song poorly constitute libel or slander <laughs> or
1: both? Do we have, do we have uh, grounds? <laughs> do we have precedent to, to sue for that? Because it's so bad. They're like, we got to get this off the air. <laughs> That'd be amazing. Yeah, it's almost like, hey, I we need to sue these people because they released our sex tape, and it is so bad. We need to get that back. Like it's not good. We can do better.
0: <laughs> How bad would you feel if you got sued because your sex tape
1: was so bad? It's like, and they released it. They're like, look, it's just bad. Like we don't care that it's out there, but we 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 know we can do better. Can you can, can you give it back so we'll do a better one? We'll put a green screen in the background. Wait, who's saying this? The people doing the sex tape. The people doing the sex tape. Not the, wait. So someone besides them released it. The first, because that's always how it happens. You know, somehow someone gets a handle on. It. Okay, They're like, yeah. we're going to release it because it's whatever. Because they recorded it, and therefore, blah 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 blah. Like, look, let's do a better one. Okay, this one's it's not good. Look, production
0: we'll, values are really low. We'll leak it to you, quote unquote. Again, we had
1: a rough third quarter. Okay, we had a. Re- we didn't have what we needed money-wise to get this thing off the ground.
0: All right? But I'm committed. She's committed. We're going to do if this. If we can just get a small loan of $10,000, okay, it's, it's, we can rent a Canon C100. Exactly. We'll get a real nice shallow depth of field on That's it. That's what we're always looking for. We want that glossy. I'm just you know, telling really you, Really yeah.
1: tasteful. Tasteful stuff.
0: We'll, we'll we'll light it soft. We'll throw in a know? green
1: screen back there. We'll do a couple of different. Well, maybe we'll do a beach. Maybe we do Krypton blowing up. I don't know. It could I don't be know. exciting.
0: We could do anything. We could do whatever we want. It's uh, Your imagination is the only thing. We'll go through dictating the tr- what our sex tape looks like. We'll go through the trenches on the Death Star, whatever you want. What are we fucking talking about? Right, whatever we need to be. <laughs> <laughs> Not sure what's happening right
1: now. <laughs> My dad told me at one point he had he weird won- transition. Doug, he, no, it'll, it'll it'll come back around. So he had to give like a uh, he won an award for like coach of the year or All something, right. and uh, he couldn't make it, so like he had to do like a video response, and mm-hmm. I go. Dad, was there, like, a green screen behind you? And he's like, I don't know why. I go, because wouldn't it be great if when they announce the award, like, you're talking, but behind you, like, they're going through the Death Star trenches, like, through episode four. And he's just going, thank you so much for this award. I'm very honored. And it's like they're going, and, like, the movie's
0: just playing it's behind just him. the White House blowing up from Independence <laughs> Day. It just goes to all these different
1: sci-fi things that's yeah. happening. I was like, Dad, how funny would that be? He just looked at me and was like. Uh. Your
0: dad. Your dad and you didn't connect on the nerd realm, did you? Uh, He's a huge nerd. Is he?
1: Loves Star Trek. Okay, all right. Loves Star Trek. He loves sci-fi. Like, that's his jam. All right, that's cool. And NCIS. Real big fan of NCIS.
0: That's fair. I like that. I can dig it.
1: Yeah, but yeah, he's a huge, like, he loves Star Wars.
0: Star Wars or Star Trek? Or both? Both. Both, I think he's more of a Trekkie. Is he? Yeah. Did he he, watch any of the, has he seen any of the movies?
1: uh, Yeah, I don't think he's been as, like, crazy about them, but he loved the original run on TV and stuff like that. He was, like, super Super-duper into it. I don't think he was too keen on the idea of them basically rebooting it. Yeah. He was kind of like, meh. No. But he was very, like, I remember he just like had all the stuff. He's always watching sci-fi stuff, good, bad, or otherwise. Okay. Like, he was into it. it. So, Is yeah. he a
0: Sharknado fan? <laughs> no, Tell me he's a Sharknado he's fan. He's not a Sharknado God fan. God damn it. I mean,
1: I, I can't confirm Mr.
0: that. Mr. Cochran, but, come on. What are you doing? John,
1: what's going on? Do you like Sharknado? But he's usually watching something sci-fi. I'm like, right on. I, I actually attribute some of my nerd... My nerd stuff to him. I can do that. Was like, he was on board with that. So not as much as Dave and I, but...
0: Who do you attribute your fundamental Christian values to?
1: Uh, that would probably be our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Fair enough. <laughs> Big shout out to Wayne. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of... Preacher was on last night.
0: See, oh, I, was I nailed that one, <laughs> like, right? Like, how does Wayne fit into Preacher? Yeah, I'm back, but I back you. step a little bit. Fundy Christian, Fundy Christian, Christian God, Christian
1: God Preacher, Preacher,
0: Preacher, AMC,
1: AMC, we guys. Preacher was on, and uh, Justin and I are going to break down the episode for you, mostly. Oh boy, mostly about the. So needless to say, there's going to be spoilers for the TV show. Yeah. So if you have
0: not seen episode one. Or stay, have you not read the comics and you Stay want tuned
1: because it's going to get crazy and you're going to love everything that we ruined for you. That's right.
0: Yeah, we're going to do some comic book spoilers probably and definitely
1: going to spoil the episode. So
0: so I've not read the comics. You've talked to me about this for a long time, mm-hmm. about this this comic. You've told me a lot. You gave me a synopsis. Sure. And you've taken me through different parts and elements of it. So I had a, a, a very, very, very loose base of reference as I watched the show last night. And again, I will fully admit, I was half and half out. I was really rocking Candy Crush last night. So I was half and half out of the show. I was helping Beth with something. So I wasn't fully paying attention. Um, So I I feel like I have a skewed view on it, and I want to go back and rewatch. Sure. It was an hour and a half, though. It was it's a long have. fucking premiere, I was premiere, mad man. because
1: normally I will watch that stuff after it's aired, but I really wanted to be there for the premiere, so yeah. I had to fucking sit through those commercials. I was like, ha. God damn this. Yep. All of this. Welcome to TV, it. Doug. Or it's like Jill came out and talked to me. I'm like, pause. Pause. I'll pause it right now so I'm missing anything, and then I can skip through a little bit. Like through some it, of the commercials. That's the nice thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, yeah. If you fuck find you an excuse to pause it, yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, fuck you. And then they're like, I know like, they expected a little big turnout because Star Trek Beyond trailer, yeah. Warcraft trailer, like all these trailers Oh, my God. Are playing.
0: How many times was the Warcraft trailer on in there? I don't know. I skipped too through many. It. Ugh, want... We're not going to get into that. We're not going to get into I Warcraft. I feel so
1: sad just thinking about that movie. Let it go. We're not talking about it. Okay. We'll come back to it. <laughs> um, but so, needless to say, there's going to be some spoilers. So, for both the show and the comics. So, plug your ears or watch it and get back to us. But uh, I'm not going to spoil the entire comic. I just kind of want to talk about the relation to what we saw versus, like, what is in the comics. Sure. Because I want to leave. The comics are great, and I highly recommend anyone read them. They're fantastic. Um, They're written by Garth Ennis, who also wrote The Boys. Um, Ennis? Is it Ennis or Ennis? Ennis? It's Ennis? Garth (laughs) Ennis? Um Highly recommended. It. It's great. It was a comic from uh, the mid '90s, so it's fantastic. But so the based on what I explained to you, what was your like? I guess let's take it from the overall. Like, let's do a general. What was your reaction to it in, in general? It was weird. It was weird. That was my.
0: That's my reaction. It yeah. was a very weird. Ch- I texted Doug a few times <laughs> through
1: that. My favorite one was you just the first get thing I got from Justin is, What the fuck am I watching? <laughs> that's- yeah, and that's was, what I wrote to you when I was watching Wet Hot American Summer. I paused it and I go, what the fuck am I watching? Did you? I don't remember yeah. that. Because yeah, okay. I was like, Did what I lend it? that to you? You did. Okay, yeah. You, you, you have <laughs> to watch this. And I did not know what to expect. I didn't realize it was going to be like stupid. Like, it was like
0: slapstick off the wall. Insane yeah.
1: comedy. Yeah. And like for the first five to ten minutes, I'm like, okay, cool. And then it has this immediate turn and I'm like, wait, it, what? It gets weird real and quick. And then it yeah. just goes. And I'm like, there's a can talking to this guy from... Can of vegetables. Talking to this guy from (laughs) Law & Order SVU. What the fuck is going on? Voiced by H. John Benjamin. What the shit is happening? I remember just pausing it and going, what the fuck am I watching? So that was reciprocation. Yes. You're welcome. (laughs) But did you end
0: up liking What Had American Summer?
1: I would like to rewatch it now, knowing that... Knowing what I know from it the first time, okay, because I I did what had it's the same thing with me and preacher. Like I'm like,
0: all right, I needed to get the shock value out of the way because I had no base of knowledge or no base of reference, and I'm like, all right, now I can go back. Now I know that I'm in for something that's fucking cuckoo crazy, and I can I sit down and actually watch it. Well, that's what was
1: funny to me is because as you were saying that, I'm like, that's right, he has no idea what to expect out of any of this because they introduce you. It's a typical sort of pilot. Yeah, they set all the
0: characters up. They give a yes. little bit of backstory, just enough. Yeah. And these
1: characters are fucking crazy.
0: Well, it's the one thing that I... And I saw... because And here's a whole other thing we can get on. And you know me. I love Chris Hardwick. Yeah. He is one of my idols. And I sure. I mean, I will bow to that man day in and day out. But they're going to do a talking preacher yeah. next week. Yeah. And I don't know how I feel about it because I'm yeah. just like, I hope they... I mean, Talking talking Dead, and then they did a special, uh, the last season of, talking, of Breaking Bad, they did Talking Bad, and then now they're doing Talking Dead for Fear the Walking Dead, which I, that rolls into itself. I, yeah. I get that. But Talking Preacher, I'm like, is AMC just going to do a talking for every one of their shows? And I'm like, as much as I want to see Hardwick on, I'm like, I, I don't know how I feel about I Talking feel Preacher. I feel like that's
1: a good companion to go with Preacher. Like because actually
0: they, I t- I agree I yeah. disregard what I said because I would love to have someone sit down and break it down with yeah. me absolutely I take it back and not that but to have Hardwood like, can do no wrong in my eyes I love that man damn to,
1: to have him like have the special guests on and to mm-hmm. have them talk through like I saw a snippet of like Seth Rogen basically saying we feel like we you you will anything that comes after this pilot episode you'll be like okay cool cuz they've established
0: it's a weird like, anything can happen this is a weird ass right. universe and that so that's the first thing that i took away from it yes. was that it was cuz you had and here's where we're going to start to get go into spoilers a little bit you know you had a dude that blew up <laughs> and in I'm the beginning
1: lie, i laughed my ass off like when just that happened right away i lost yeah. my shit when that happened because
0: also the graphics were like it was cartoon. It was almost like it
1: looked like a nineteen fifties like sort of yeah, like I, I, depiction of space. I read
0: comic book. Yeah, on it. like it, to me, it read like a comic. I was like, oh, they're they're going for like yeah, like a fifties or like a comic yeah. book. Like it's it was to me, it was almost the director's way of transitioning you from the co- the graphic novel into reality. Sure. And so I was I, I kind of read it that way. But yeah. yeah.
1: So the show starts out. The episode starts out with you're in outer space, and it says you know that because it says outer space. Right. And this screaming sort of comet is just like going through our solar system. It sounds kind of like a crying child, as well as everything else. And it's just, and it goes right to Africa, which immediately I was like, huh, that's weird. That's different from the comic. Oh, and, uh, he's not in Africa. I was like, yeah. hmm, I don't think we, do we go to Africa? I don't know. <laughs> um, but it, it basically, there's a, uh, an African minister who's preaching to a congregation and, uh, they're talking about how the world is bad and you know whatever, but you know God is great and everything like that. And then this this entity, which in the comic books is known as Genesis, um, it swoops through and hits the guy and he falls over. And someone from the congregation stands up and's like, "It's a miracle! It's a miracle!" And he stands up and everyone's shouting. And then he does, which I thought was a great uh, interpretation of the word of God.
0: Yeah, he's like,
1: "Be quiet!" And everyone just immediately goes silent. Yeah, and then he sits there and he stands and he just goes. I'm a prophet. And he explodes immediately onto the entire congregation. It was the funniest fucking thing I'd seen. I was laughing so
0: hard. So what do you like? What do you think that? Because because then later on in the show, uh, again we're we're deep into the spoilers now. So yeah. if if you're with us still, then you were you know what you're getting into. Uh, Tom Cruise exploded when he <laughs> spontaneously combusted when addressing the Church of Scientology. So it alludes to the fact that this genesis being tried to find another host and blew it up. Because well, he also went
1: to a satanic Church as well. Oh, what, I missed that part. Okay. And when they were in Russia. Okay. That's what it was because when the doors close, it's a satanic church. Mm, so mm-hmm. this thing was looking to. Ah, right, 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 right. So it was looking to merge with. It didn't really. I don't think it mattered some on the religion. Holy. But it wanted to find some In the comic, it says Genesis merged with a like minded soul. Okay. A okay. soul that it felt like it connected to. Okay. So, which I actually appreciate in this episode because it's showing you. Because in the comic, it immediately goes to Jesse Custer. Okay. Right away. Which is our main character. Which is our main character, the preacher, if you will. And in this, it was kind of neat because it stopped at other people to be like, is this something that I'm compatible with? And it's like, no, 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 no.
0: So instead of just leaving their body, it killed them. It destroys them. They explode. Which is And the thing about Tom
1: Cruise was so like... Jesse it was Custer. a news article.
0: Like that, it was on the news. Jesse so Custer's
1: regular. drinking in a bar and, like, in the background on the TV. It's like Tom Cruise died today when it's Congress. <laughs> right. And you see, like, a background explosion that's happening when he's, and you hear the Scientology crowd go, ah, as he explodes. Right, right. And because that's the thing, I thought they did a good job of. Because in the comic, there's a lot of actually like decent humor. Okay. Even though the story's kind of dark and it's dealing with a lot of different things, like I feel like this episode did a great job. Well, of that's like, what
0: you're gonna get when you have Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Like that's, I mean,
1: and Garth Ennis really like he does do some great job with humor. Yeah, it's pretty sick a lot of the time, but sure. he has a great sense of humor, and that's one of the things. Which is that, again, why
0: Seth Rogen such a good fit for it because exactly. he's sick too. Yeah, and I love it because in a great way. I don't mean no disrespect there. Yeah,
1: because one of the things that shows up in this at, at the church where Jesse Custer is is preaching people keep messing with the sign with the letters right right, right. and what it said it said open he is coming yeah at at the end the end, it said yeah. you know god is coming and it's like c u m m i n g and yeah. the beginning it says like open up your ass and holes to jesus or something like okay, that yeah, and yeah. it's like it's supposed to be your heart and soul <laughs> but someone changed it so like Jesse Custer is just trying to fix it but i i really like the depiction of Jesse Custer as preacher in this i think Cooper. so
0: he's got some dark Again, this is all through context sure. and and, and uh, so what I got out of it, he's got some dark he's got a dark past. Yes. He's some sort of badass because in one scene, right after Tom Cruise blows up, yeah, he uh he just schools, takes to takes takes these like four guys at yeah. the cleaners in this bar and just just wallops. What
1: I loved what I love about him is he's a reluctant like you can tell. He's half-assing it as a preacher. Right. He doesn't really want to do it.
0: But he knows that he needs some sort of, like, redemption.
1: Part of it, and again, I'm curious to see how this goes from the comic, um, but we see flashbacks that Eric Dreamy's having of his dad who's dressed up in a preacher's right, who gets party, shot. He's yeah. essentially saying, you know, promise me. We don't know exactly what he's promising, but it seems like Jesse's trying to honor his father by coming back to Anvil, Texas. Sure. And becoming a preacher. Right. And um, he's just not into it. He's a terrible preacher. He's fumbling through his sermons. Right. He yeah. drinks a lot. He's he not smokes. prepared, yeah. He just doesn't give a shit. And my favorite, one of my favorite parts is when that kid comes up to him and is like, hey, I want you to hurt my dad. Right.
0: I heard you used to do bad things before Isn't, you were a preacher. Man, yeah. And he's
1: like, all right, well, how, how bad do you want him hurt? He's like, do you want, he's, your daddy's a big man. I assume a couple punches just going to make him angry. So inevitably that's going to escalate. Is that what you want? Do you want this to escalate? Because he's going to have to take on all these other guys, too. And he's like, and he's just like really darkly talking about it. Yeah. You you see the horror on the kid's face? But you
0: also, in that moment, I think you get a little bit of insight as to how tactically his mind works. Like, he obviously has some sort of, like, we see in the bar scene that he can hold his fucking own. Like, he just, he crushes those dudes. But in that scene, he's like, okay, look, he's a big dude. Punch him a few times. He's going to get pissed. Then I take him out a little bit more put a little more effort into him, but then he's got friends. Who's got, so, like, he's tactically thinking this through and relaying it to the kid going, look, it's not just me taking care of your dad. It's me probably beating him next to death and then also taking out his, his buddies. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah. And knowing that, he's just like, but the thing I love at the end of it, he's like, we can still probably help, but we have to do it the right way. And the kid's like, yeah, thanks for nothing, essentially. Right. And I love it because he's trying to do the right thing. Like the Jesse Custer as preacher, he's more than anything he wants to do the right thing. His past is haunting him, and everything. And I have an inkling, which I might talk about a little bit in a, in a little bit about it. But I have an inkling as to why he has such a, a, a brutal past. Okay, but he um, he hides it really well, and he truly at, at his heart at his soul, the character is he is he tries really hard to be a good person. Right,
0: he wants he wants to do good yeah, yeah he wants to separate himself from any bad that he's done yes whatever that may be yes and then he wants to he just wants to make right
1: and what I love about that bar scene too is um, that guy punches him twice the kid so what happens in the bar scene is this this guy well the whole reason why this kid comes to talk to the preacher in the beginning is because he says, you know, this guy's hurting my mom. Right. He's like I don't his, like it.
0: His dad his dad's an abusive father. Exactly. Yeah. He's yeah. like,
1: will you do something about it? And the preacher's like, I could, but we like we just said he's like I could fight him, but what good's that going to do? I'm going to fight a bunch of people. Right. So the preacher spends his time like trying to do it the right way like he sees the sheriff. He's like, hey, you know, can we investigate this, you know? He's he's in the sheriff's very hands-off. He's yeah. just very much like if a formal complaint is filed i'll deal with it but until then whatever so right. very discouraging and then preacher goes and talks to the actual wife at her at her um you know at her place of work which by the way that place of work is a huge easter egg oh it is comic. Okay. like right. that that meat packing plant is a huge it's it's a significant part and one of like okay. an entire volume is dedicated to it and it gets really weird. All right. All right. <laughs> but he talks to her at her place of work and he she says yeah, he beats me, he hurts me, but she goes, but I like it. Right. Could you did you think she really liked it or do you think she was covering? I, I then, couldn't tell. I
0: initially again, I was this is where I was half in and half out yeah. still, but I thought she liked it. I thought she was kind of a uh like a masochist, like yeah. a, you know, just she liked the she liked the yeah, just the. I don't know if she was. Yeah, she could have just been scared and been like, "No, no, no but I like it. Don't, don't worry about it." But it, the way that it read to me in the scene, the way that her character, at least the actress played it, to me, almost was like she was saying, "No, I actually kind of get off on that." Like, it, I, 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 I kind of really read like that this. as yeah. well,
1: and I was like, like, "It excites me that he gets violent." But the thing that's confusing to me is that obviously that boy, her son, probably wouldn't understand that. I guess, right. But, I don't but know, I get, well, like that's the
0: thing where I don't think I, I don't think the boy did. Like he sees yeah. his dad h- hit hurting his mom, yeah. but the mom's like, nah. Actually, it's kind of a thing because the
1: dad seems like a huge douchebag. Oh, he's like, a dick. Yeah. So it seems weird to me that like you'd make a character that's like, oh no, but I like it. Right. You know what I mean?
0: But again, in this world, yeah, like she may just be cuckoo. Eh, like well, she may be me, nuts. Yeah.
1: That's the yeah. And yeah, thinking about the comics, there's a lot of weird shit okay. like that. So there you go. I mean, good point. Yeah. Point taken. So. Uh, Jesse confronts her and she uh, essentially tells her husband who is off reenacting the The Civil Civil War. War, I love that part. He comes in. He's like, Captain, did we win? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Jesse's just like giving him shit. Seems, can we win this time? Yeah. Se- he does actually seem kind of like he's just being cordial and being fun, but right. then he just gets punched right in the face.
0: First off, I'm a lieutenant. Yeah. Second, <laughs> don't ever talk to my wife. And just yeah, he's like, don't him. talk to my wife without my
1: permission. Like right. Like sort of bullshit. And then he's like, and I, and, you know, Jesse just takes it. And he's like, whatever. He does, yeah.
0: He gets hit twice. Yeah. He's knocked down, gets kind of up. He brushes yeah. it
1: off a little bit. And then he's like, and I know... Where the little rat is too? Who told you? So maybe, uh, maybe I get. He says something about maybe I get a little more workout in or something like that.
0: Right. Basically, alluding to the fact that he's going to go home and beat the shit out of his kid. Yeah.
1: And then that's when Jesse, like, quietly just goes, "Don't hurt the kid." Right. Yeah. The you guys. do what you want with
0: your wife. Like, yeah. I've, you guys have a weird thing going on. Yeah.
1: But don't touch the boy. Don't touch the boy. And he turns and he's like, "What? What'd you say to me?" Yeah. He's like, "Don't hurt the boy." And he's like, "When? Why not?" And they have this, I love this scene so much because Jesse's, you know, he's like, because basically you're going to hear a noise. And the guy's like, ooh, a noise. What am I going to hear? And he's like, it's going to sound like a rabbit that's gotten caught in a trap.
0: it be a A high-pitched. High-pitched
1: noise. And you won't know it until it's about to happen. And the guy just goes, "Ooh, I'm gonna go beat the shit out of a
0: preacher." He and starts pulling his jacket off. He's like, yeah. "Everyone, watch! I'm gonna beat the shit out of this preacher."
1: Yeah. And then basically, you see the moment where Jesse Custer's like, "Cool," it's and na- he's,
0: he locks in. Yeah. He
1: locks in, and he beats the piss out of four guys. And I love the part because as he's doing it, he's smiling because that's
0: oh yeah, he's actually yeah like they show a, s- a slow mo where he like dodges he he like get, um yeah he dodges a, a punch that's like a haymaker that's coming in. And he just kind of smirks, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Oh, this is fun." Yeah, yeah. And he just
1: beats the shit out of all those guys, and then the sheriff's like, "All right, preacher, that's enough." He's like, "Almost done, sheriff." And, and then he, then he comes he gets up, gets, and he goes, <laughs>
0: "Did he you hear that noise?" He's like,
1: he snaps the guy's wrist, like it, the the bone just snaps out of his, In his skin. forearm, yeah. And he he goes, "Oh," he makes this high pitched w- wail, and he's like, "All right, I'm done." Yeah, I just <laughs> loved that so much because I was like, that's exactly who. In the comic, there's plenty of bar fights and there's plenty of times where yeah. Jesse's outnumbered and he beats the shit out of people and you believe that he could defend himself. Yeah, yeah. No problem, which was great. So I liked, we kind of talked about different parts of Jesse and I want to come back to the other one where he actually is at the church by himself. But right. I also want to move on to like uh, Cassidy. Okay. Who's one of my favorite characters in the book as well. Um, brilliantly portrayed. By the guy whose name I don't know. I think it's the Irish dude. Yeah, the Irish dude. Fucking nailed it on the head as far as who that character is. So
0: I don't know anything about this guy except yeah. except for the fact that. Yeah, again, run
1: me through run me through your experience when you're watching. Like, take me through that scene when you meet Cassidy. Like, and, well, the just, scene.
0: So this is where I started to put Candy Crush down because <laughs> I had, <laughs> I had seen in the trailers just his overall how he how the actor plays this character fascinates me because yeah. it's part Joker mm-hmm. like I, I get a little bit of Heath Ledger like that kind of neurotic like just the the looks and the, the, just eyebrow the, the, the eyebrows instead. and the like. you can tell he enjoys getting into trouble and yeah. then getting himself out of trouble like he's just that kind of character. so I see a little bit of that a little bit of Jim Carrey a little bit like just the physicality of how this actor chose to play this role yeah that it actually drew me in, in the trailers and I was like I'm, cu- I'm most curious about this character yeah and so when you meet him he's in the airplane and he's you
1: know i couldn't understand half the shit he was saying either like no he was such thick Irish. well
0: and i had the volume not all the way up either yeah. so i was like that's where i was like i that, i realized i had to put candy crush down because i'm like i'm gonna have to focus up on this one because so <laughs> i and i still i did it too late like i caught i really tuned in when he came out of the bathroom mm-hmm. and started just whomping ass but yeah. so yeah so essentially I didn't know who he was, what he was, if he was good, bad, or or otherwise, Um, if he was supernatural, if he was what, Yeah. um, until he bites the dude's neck and starts sucking his blood. I'm like, oh, great, he's a vampire. So
1: kind of what happens in the scene is uh, Cassidy, you meet him, he's playing kind of bartender to what looks like a bunch of like businessmen or some they're bachelors on a private, a private uh, jet it's a private jet and so like he's serving them up drinks and people are laughing he's making jokes they've and got like that. uh
0: drugs on they've got like weed and coke and all the other you know golf all the... mini golf
1: and stuff like right that. and like, they've
0: got uh they got booze they got it's all all this is happening on top of a gambling table as well yes. so they're playing like blackjack or something yeah
1: yeah so it sounds like they're making their way to vegas right. to like have some fun so he's like he goes to the bathroom and he takes a shit which is hilarious because he just gets up to like spray the room down and while he's in there he finds a bible and he opens up the bible and it's got like a lot of weird lettering in it like things are like a lot of scrawling like that says yes praise be like yeah super like creepy yeah and he looks at it and he's like what the he puts the bible in his back pocket and he goes back out and he starts eyeballing these dudes yeah and then he's like as he's doing stuff he looks out the window and he sees there's sunlight coming, and then he calls them out on where they're going. He's like, oh, that's funny. I thought we were going to Vegas. You know, and everyone gets real serious. And then he just goes, but what do I know? I'm just another drunk guy or shasshole. And then all of a sudden, like, these guys turn out to be, like, some sort of, like, hunters, vampire hunters. Right, right. Which threw me off because I'm like, huh? So, like, all these guys pull out all these <laughs> weapons. Like, one guy pulls out a spear. I
0: mean, yeah, that's the thing that I was like. Like from behind a magazine <laughs> rack, some dude pulls out a, like a giant axe. I'm yeah. like,
1: what? What the fuck is this? Yeah, these guys pull out all this ridiculous Swords weaponry, and
0: spears and axes, and yeah, it was
1: and and Cassie's just beating all. It was a really great, really choreographed. It was uh, a fight.
0: wonderful fight scene.
1: I love the part really too. Well he grabs the, like the the golf club and he's like hitting beer cans like, off the table. A, like guys, a lot of humor in it too. Like, like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> and and just, the dude's like
0: dodging beer cans. Yeah,
1: yeah. It was really entertaining. He just beats the shit out of everybody. Well, and then the,
0: the the final blow was uh, he broke a bottle. Mm-hmm captain comes out obviously he's one of them he's one of the hunters mm-hmm. captain comes out he breaks the bottle throws the top half of the champagne bottle at the guy's chest and impales him right by his heart mm-hmm. and so you've got the the um, neck of the champagne bottle um, protruding from this guy's chest he finishes up with everyone grabs a fuji uh a fiji fuji fiji? Yeah, the water bottle yeah and t- tips the guy over and uses the champagne neck to fill up the water bottle with blood and then takes a sip. That honestly that at that point, that's one of the points where I was just like I think I texted you around that time, I'm like, what? Seriously, what the fuck am I watching? Like, what just happened?
1: Cause I love it too, because right before cause you don't again, I knew immediately who Cassidy was, because right. I've I know exactly what he is. He's a vampire. Right. And But at that point, I'm like, oh, that's right. People don't know what he is. So when this guy comes up, he's like, take this beast. And he dumps, like, holy water right, right, on him. Right, 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 yeah. And he just, he's like, when will you guys learn? And he just turns around and just starts, like, mauling the guy's neck. Yeah, 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 And then he pops back up, and his face is covered in blood. And he's just, like, looking. And he realizes there's a fire and in the, in the plane, he's like, oh, shit, i got to make my way out of here. And he's looking. And he's just like, I love, like you said, he pulls the guy forward. He leans in. He fills up his water bottle with blood. And then he opens up the door. And he's like, grabs look, an umbrella. He grabs an umbrella. And he's like, looking around. And he's just like, just boop, jumps pops out. out. Jumps out. And then it's like, cut to commercial. And I'm like, <laughs> again, I'm laughing. I'm like, yeah. oh, that's got to be weird to everybody else. Because, but it makes sense to you. Yes. Oh, what the fuck? Because what happens next is the next time you see Cassidy, he is like, Splattered on the ground in a crater, and he, half of his body is mush. Right. His
0: intestines are everywhere, and yeah. he's just, yeah. And, but he's like, he tries to open the umbrella. Oh, and I it's forgot. All he also got
1: the aviator sunglasses out of the right, pilot's yeah, yeah. thing and put those on. That's a big thing in the comics. He's always wearing sunglasses. Oh, is he? All the okay. All yeah. right. And uh, for good reason, which is, they've deviated that from the comics, which is fine. It's not that big of a deal. But um, so he's laying in this crater, and he's just like, ugh. Ugh, the top half of his body's fine, but he just looks like he's been fucking mutilated yeah, yeah, yeah. from the land. He's just gotten like liquefied to a certain degree, and
0: he looks over at the uh, the 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 bottle uh, water bottle where has blood, and it it it's busted and splattered. Everywhere. Yeah. And it's like ah, like he's like just <laughs> he's frustrated by that of all things, yeah.
1: And then he sees a cow, and then he's like, oh hey there, come give Cassidy a kiss, and then he just pulls it in, <sighs> yeah. and just consumes it. It is that
0: I'm, I'm assuming that what that he, like he has a healing factor then like with the blood helped him heal. Okay, exactly. I'm just all right. Yeah, good assumption. Again, context. Yeah, yeah,
1: very good. So then the next, I mean,
0: <laughs> he has to. He's walking around the next scene. So yeah.
1: <laughs> so the next time we see Cassidy's at the bar where mm-hmm. preacher's drinking right before all the fight goes down, and I love it because he's just like. just Cassidy being Cassidy right where am I yeah where am I he's like you're at a bar he's like I know I'm in a bar but where he's like all frustrated he's like don't worry about it Padre yeah yeah he keeps calling him Padre and stuff like that so like when and then he makes a phone call which I thought was interesting to somebody letting him know what was going on asking
0: him to wire him money yeah they're like
1: lay low which is interesting because I don't know who he's talking to okay even in the comics I don't know who that would be alright also the vampire hunters is kind of unusual to me as well okay that's not something you see in the comics, so I'm, right. like, I'm curious. I have some ideas on who they might be or how it might be related, but I'm not entirely sure. All right. Um, but so in the middle of the bar fight, there's a guy that comes up behind Jesse and he tries to hit him from behind, and, and, and Cassie just kicks a chair and just slides and knocks the guy over. And and Jesse turns around, and Cassie just like tips his bottle to him like, eh, what are it's you like,
0: going to do? Eh, cheers. There you go. That, was, the, that was a freebie. Yeah, yeah and I, I love Jay.
1: it too because like the sheriff like pulls him in. He goes, you and your buddy over there. And he's like, oh, what did I do? Right, <laughs> <laughs> what did I do? So after Jesse snaps that guy's like uh, his his forearm and everything, like that, he, then you smash cut to them in a in a prison. And Cassie goes, Jesus Christ, what kind of preacher are you? And he's just like looking at him, like I just watched you snap a guy's forearm, I'm right? Like, Who the hell are you? <laughs> what's, what's the deal with you? Yeah, what's the deal with you? And I love it too because he and Cassie have a nice conversation. Cassie's basically like, hey man, like don't worry about faith faith's bullshit and but jesse's like no faith's what made us evolve from primates and things like that and And he just
0: scoffs at it yeah
1: cassie's like ah what the fuck ever (laughs) whatever yeah uh but at the same time you can kind of tell there's like a he's like thanks for the chair he's like ah basically i don't like anyone that's gonna essentially fuck someone over yeah you know so, so what
0: I'm curious about cuz initially the way I was like seeing it was that I, I again not knowing anything about the comics I read him as okay he's going to be the protagonist mm-hmm. he's going to be the villain that goes up against preacher mm-hmm. but it actually looks like he might be an ally at this point like mm-hmm. I like that's like so I was totally sure. obviously the dudes at the end yeah. who are coming I'm assuming coming for the genesis being are the ones that are going to be the villains or they're going to be some subsect of the villains but sure. yeah I totally thought that and I'm actually kind of glad, because I like him. I, I want yes. Cassidy... I want more from him. Like, I, I really like him.
1: He is definitely one of the most interesting... Again, all the characters... I have to say, in the comics, some of the strongest characters written, like, and some of the most interesting characters yeah. written, like, they carry the story easily, because you care about them and their and their friendship, yeah. their relationship, and even the villains, like, are... Strong. You understand their motivations, hundred percent. Like, and you're like, oh, this is really interesting, and and that carries. I feel like that's carried over into the pilot. The pilot is weird. Again, I have the benefit of knowing a lot of different stuff. That being said, what do you think of Tulip, (laughs) the girl? Oh, I was gonna. Okay, that's gonna be my next. I was
0: gonna say I want to talk about the girl with the long name. Mm -hmm. Her name's Tulip. She's interesting, right? Yeah. Well, my friends call me Tulip. Yeah. But she got some long ass name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, so, so let's break the it down the way that she was introed. <laughs> she's in a car. She's having a fight in the back seat. The car veers into a cornfield, and you know the 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 fight ensues. She finally bites a guy's ear off. Gets back in the driver's seat. Comes to a screeching halt out of the cornfield. The guy jumps out of the car. She puts a corn husk in his mouth, punches it in, kills him. He's done, and then two kids. Who honestly, I think they stole the show for me. Right? Like those kids were awesome. Yes, especially um, that little girl. Yeah, she's like I'm ten, and I'm the boss around here. <laughs> like, I'm like, yeah, girl, you go. <laughs> but uh, no, I liked her. She stayed super calm and cool. She knew how to handle the kids, made sure they were safe. Like, just her whole demeanor was like, I got it. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've got this. We're gonna make a bazooka out of moonshine, <laughs> tomato cans, and tin soldiers. And I'm going to take down a helicopter, and I'm going to kill some other people. Like again, if you haven't seen this, what I'm saying right now sounds batshit crazy. But all that happened—it's just
1: as batshit crazy as you watch within it. a
0: span of three minutes in the yes, show. Like
1: absolutely. So
0: yeah, I, I mean, I I really like her, and I like the actress. Again, I like I, I like how she played it. Yeah. Um, I liked her choices. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just I have no idea what to think of it. Like I, yeah. it was again, it was so out of left field that I'm like sure. I don't know what to make of this. I think that for me overall, that was the tone of the show was it was so out of left field that it almost I it made me quite it made me wonder what the fuck I was watching to the point where I couldn't just watch it. Like yeah. I was so out of left field. So yeah. I think that's while I liked it and I I really want to give it another chance, it was just so out of left field that sure. I think it almost worked against itself for someone who doesn't have an idea of the source material because it it we the whole time you're left thinking, wait, what? <laughs>
1: yeah. Because like, I was sitting there <laughs> going, like, there's a lot of things in that which are either Easter eggs or they tip their, – they're their foreshadowing. Right, things, right, right. Sure, sure. Yeah. Which, you know, um, which I don't want to do – I don't want to talk about too much because I don't want to ruin any potential stuff for you or for anyone else. Um, but the thing that I enjoyed about Tulip is in the comics, she's a badass. Okay. Like, like, they nailed it for the badass. The only thing that's confusing to me is – um, in the comics, you know what, we'll continue breaking down this and I'll kind of tell you the differences between the comics and the and the show itself. But I feel like they, again, uh, great casting. Um, in the comics, she's a blonde, so okay. I like that they went with Ruth Negan. I think she's a fantastic actor. I think she nailed that. Confident and just, you know, it's, it's very interesting. So it was really cool to see her play out that sort of stuff and meet back up with Jesse. Now, another character I want to talk about, because I want your reaction to it. Assface. face? Ass face. Or arse face. I arse guess. face, yeah. What did you think when you saw that?
0: Well, I knew it was coming. <laughs> okay, they, they, good. They preview, well First off, I remember you telling me about this character, yeah. and the second I saw him in, a preview, in yeah. the previews, in the trailers for sure. the show. So. I mean, I knew he was coming. Um, as soon as the guy, as soon as he walked in the house, and was, like, was his name Eugene or yeah, something? Eugene. Yeah, Eugene. It was Eugene wanted to see me, and then the dude, like, I thought, because the mom was sitting there watching TV, so I thought she was comatose. And he was going to take that meat smoothie thing yeah. that he made, the protein smoothie, yeah. over to, to the mom. To, but he's threw the straw in and then said he's upstairs. And I was like, oh, I know who we're meeting now. Yeah. Um, so anyone who doesn't know or
1: hasn't seen the show, Arseface uh, is a kid who basically has a face that looks like an ass. It looks like a butthole. It's basically everything in his mouth is like smooshed down to a hole and he can't talk. Very clearly, which I love that they have subtitles because they have subtitles in the comic. Oh, do they? For him, it was just amazing because he talks that's like his, that's they, his bubble. They find a way, like he has actual. He's going blah, 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 and it sounds just like what you would say if he was talking with his impediment. Well done, and it's amazing. Well done. So that for them to throw in the, t- the 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 subtitles is also that's a really nice well nod done. to
0: the source material. Yes, nice.
1: So I like um, that, but they don't explain yet how he became that way.
0: Well, they allude did and did they allude to it? Where he like he's done something bad and yeah. he's looking for redemption. Yeah, again, kind of a common theme sure. in this. He's done something bad. And he said, "I used to talk to God and now it's just and God would talk back. Now it's just silent." Oh, that was
1: one of those that, that was a such a fantastic scene because not only does it sh- again showcase Jesse checking in on people, right, checking right. in on this kid because the thing I love about it is like. Eugene is played so well because he's like he comes in he's like preacher hey come on in man well, what do you want they like, set it
0: up as like a, it's a the beginning of a horror scene yeah because he goes he's upstairs weird house mom's watching TV in a dark room with just you all you see is the flicker of the screen on her
1: face she doesn't recognize anything she looks like there's something wrong with uh, her. she
0: looks comatose mm-hmm. dad's just kind of in a pissy mood he's mm-hmm. making this meat smoothie he puts a straw in it and yeah. like a, a what is the 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 miracle or the um, the magic bullet chopper and then he so preacher he sends him upstairs preacher walks over to this stairwell looks up it's pitch black at the top he starts slowly and you hear the stairs creaking as each step he takes and he's getting up to the top camera cuts to the top you see him slowly getting to the top and his face comes full screen he opens he knocks on the door you hear some music and then he opens it up and it just lightens up he's like Preacher! Hey, like, come on in, preacher. Man. Come on in. Hey, how are you? Hey, sit down, chill, whatever. Yeah, you whatever know, you want. Do, just do some, you want some of this? It's good. Yeah, you know, it's like just a teenage kid, like yeah. who's just a nice kid. Like that's it's how he is in the comic. Flip. Like he yeah. is
1: like very like happy and everything, and just like he wants just to be himself. And, yeah. like, he knows very well what he looks like. He's very self-aware, um, but he's also like just a genuinely good person. And I feel like they captured that so well. And the thing that I found was heartwarming, he was like, hey, preacher, I'm sorry I haven't been at church, but, you know, I feel like I might make people feel uncomfortable. And Jesse's His like... His dad said that. Yes. He goes,
0: my dad thinks that'd be a distraction.
1: And I love it that Jesse turns to and he's like, hey, if you want to be there, then you should be there. Right. And he's like, thanks. And he's like, you know, but the thing is, like, I feel like he goes, you know, I forget exactly how he says it, but he says something along the lines of, you know, I think God's mad at me. And Jesse's right, right. like, "What do you mean?" He's like, "Well, you know, I, you know, I don't think he's forgiven me." And then I love Jesse's like, "You're what you did was a bad thing, but you're sorry, and because of that, God will forgive you, right? Because you feel bad about it, and that's all that matters." And he's like, "Yeah, I know, but he goes, I pray to God, and I pray, and he goes, normally I hear something, but I feel like it's been real quiet lately." And you kind of get a slow zoom in on Jesse, and Jesse's like, "Huh." And that's such a big to me that was like ding 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 like that's a huge deal. Okay. That that conversation and I'll talk about it in a second cuz it's not going to it's not much of a spoiler. It's kind of integral to the story of things. But that feeds into the part where then you know Jesse reassures him and then Jesse goes back to the church, you know, it's late at night and he's in there basically smoking and drinking mm-hmm. by himself and he is just told like his uh organist that he's like, "You know, I'm actually I think I'm going to quit." Quit being a preacher because I'm shitty at right. this. I'm not giving anyone – I'm not helping anybody. I'm doing a terrible job. So he's kind of sitting in the church sulking a little bit, and it's just him, and it's dark, and he's staring up at the cross, and he's basically like, all right, we're going to give this one more try. We're going to give this one more chance, and if you don't say anything, then I'm done. So he gets, I'll know, yeah. He goes, I'll know. And so he gets down on his knees, and he's like, I'm sorry for everything that I've done. And then it's a real emotional moment, tears up and everything like that. And then he just kind of slowly gets up and goes, yep, that's about what I thought. Basically saying he's not hearing anything. Right, right. And then he lights a cigarette and he basically says, yeah, fuck you too. And he kicks his feet up on the yeah. pew. Yeah, <laughs> he gets very relaxed. He's like, yeah, fuck you too. And that's the moment that Genesis slowly enters the church. And Jesse turns around and is like, what the fuck is happening? And then emerges with Jesse. Yeah. And then Jesse... Wakes up a couple days later. So what was so important to me about... I I think, an important note, he wakes up three days later. Yes. Uh Uh-huh. Ding, 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 ding. Not unlike Jesus. are you a fundy Christian? (laughs) I know not not many people knew the answer to that question, but I got that illusion. Uh, Actually, I I completely missed that until you brought that up. (laughs) (laughs) So who's the fundy Christian now, Justin? Way to save face. Yeah, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So what was important to me about that is... um, when Arsface says he doesn't hear God anymore and when Jesse says no one's listening, it's because God has left heaven. And that's why when they pray, they don't hear anything. And it's important because in the comics, Genesis, as we see when it merges with Jesse, and as you saw at the beginning... Jesse doesn't realize it, but he has the ability to speak the word of God. Right. And whatever he says, people will take literally, and they will do, and they will obey. Right. Kind of like in the beginning when the guy says, be quiet, everyone gets silent, even the dog. Right. And so what happens is there's this really annoying guy throughout the entire episode He's like, my mom keeps bothering me, my mom keeps bothering me. So Jesse turns to him and uses the word of God unknowingly saying, be brave, be honest, and open your heart. Right. And the guy's like stunned. He's like, great. And he runs off. And more or less, he flies down to Florida to see his mom. And he tells his mom exactly how he feels. And then he takes a knife and he cuts open his, his chest and gives her his heart. He
0: said, yeah. And that's what, yeah. So he got to his mom and he's like, he, he kept repeating, be brave, be honest, open your heart. Be brave, be honest, open your heart. And he gets there. He stops at like a little like cake table and you don't mm-hmm. see what he's doing. He's like, be brave, be honest, open your heart. And he stops repeating it mm-hmm. then you see him turn around walk over to where his mom is at the retirement home sit down and goes, "Mom, I would appreciate it if you would stop calling me at all hours of the night to criticize me this and this I'm your only son and if you were a little nicer to me it would go a long way it would mean a lot to me and he was and she just looked at him like, "I get it like she it was this beautiful moment he goes, now I have to open my heart for you and he pulls out a butcher knife yeah, shoves it in his chest and just de- I mean just opens yeah. himself up. Reaches in, yanks out his heart, puts it on the table, and dies. Yeah, and, and she's like, like ah! it's and again, I will say that that scene, that scene weirded me out a little bit. Oh yeah, like that scene was like, I was like, okay, that's mm. that's odd. Like, and I like The Walking Dead. I like like i <laughs> but th- for some reason, that scene was like, woo, I don't know, man, that was rough.
1: Yeah, yeah, and that's what's interesting is because Jesse obviously doesn't realize what he has, but because right. he has the word of God, God is afraid because Genesis. I don't really want to spoil exactly what that is, um, but it's 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 a new creation. Obviously, okay. it's named yeah. Genesis, and it's something that shouldn't exist, and God is afraid of it. So as soon as it's in the comics, it, it for some reason it, it breaks out of heaven. Okay, and at that point on, everyone's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and God just disappears. Like no one knows where God is. Deuces, I'm out. So there's like these kind of warrior angels who are sort of they're in charge, and then there's like these. Uh, kind of like almost the engineers and the brains of the operation. They're called the Adelphi. Of heaven? And, yeah, okay. of heaven. And the Adelphi are treated like garbage. Okay. The, the warriors are basically like, get back in there and do stuff, nerds. And so basically the Adelphi are like, fuck, 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 this thing got loose. What do we do? What do we do? What do we do? And I think those two guys that are looking for Genesis uh-huh. are, are Delphi. Ah, uh-huh, okay. I think they're from heaven trying to find it. Got it. Um, because okay. they act weird. There's these two guys you who ate show the up. Tea
0: bag. I was like, I, in my head, I'm like, that's got to be an Easter egg somehow. Like, I don't, I do not understand what I just watched there. Yeah.
1: Because essentially, because at the end, at the scene of every crime, like so in, in Africa, after the whole guy explodes, they show up there. They don't say a word, yeah, okay. but they show up there, and they look at each other, and they go in. at we The, the satanic thing, they walk into the area as the doors close to investigate. Uh, okay. right. So they're investigating all this stuff, so right. I think they're going wherever the sightings of Genesis are, and I think they're hunting it down because they're supposed to. Got it. Now, in the comics, the Adelphi are not really that capable. Actually, two of the Adelphi get exiled for basically like, this is your fault, and the, the Basically, the bullies are like, God, oh, you're leaving heaven." They're like, "Well, fuck you guys too." So they exile them down to uh, Earth. Okay, and they're just basically like learning what it is to be human. So they do a ton of drugs and have sex all the time. So they're like, "Fuck you guys. We're not really trying to help you." <laughs> Great. All right. So, but I have a feeling that these guys are sent. They seem like they have a mission. Yeah, you know, they they are acting weird. That the way I think that's because the guy ate the tea bag. So I'm yeah. like, this guy doesn't quite know what to do with tea. Right. So it seems kind of unusual. Yeah, yeah. So I have a feeling that they're hunting Genesis because okay. that the episode ends with Jesse proclaiming to his congregation that he's actually not going to quit that he's going to be the preacher that they deserve and everything that they need and um and basically tell not them the
0: preacher that they deserve the preacher the they need. need
1: and um he as he's doing that those two guys show up outside of his church and they're right. like it's here and they're gonna go investigate and see what it is so uh yeah it was a weird episode like when it was when it was over I was kind of conflicted because I'm like I like it because I know the potential. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. For you, I can only imagine it's like, what the hell? How are all these things connected? The only way I could even possibly consider what it might be is like watching the first couple episodes of Lost. And they're setting up all these potential things to get answered. And unlike Lost, I know most of the answers to these questions, so I'm like, I'm I'm hopeful, right? Right. Because I'm like, cool. But to the average person who's watching this, I mean, God, it starts in outer space,
0: right? Right. <laughs> well, that's the thing that I, I'm. I there's a
1: goddamn vampire, who's right, Irish, right? You know, who falls out of a plane at the end? You see him. He puts his hand in the in the in the sun. It starts lighting on fire, right? You know, tulips looking at some sort of blueprints to something. She's got a job she wants to do, right? Like
0: and she wants preacher back she for wants it, preacher
1: yeah. to help her with it, and it's just like what you've got arse face, <laughs> right? <laughs> Who made it
0: to church? Who made it to church? God bless him. Um, I, I think the the I don't want to say the danger of it, but the the hurdle that they're going to have to get over is how odd the source material is, and the fact that they, if they want to stick true to it, it's going to have to be a weird show. And you're, I mean, it's going to the the job where the work's going to come in is pulling everyone along.
1: I think they're. I agree with you, but to a certain degree, I feel like the most the hardest thing is if you can accept the pilot. I think you're good.
0: Right. Oh, I I agree, but I, yeah. it's gonna it's gonna be getting people to come back for that second, sure. third, and fourth episode, yeah. like and actually getting them into the story to the point where they're like, I get it now. Yeah. I can I I can digest it because you and I understand that if we don't understand something, you got to push past it because yeah. it'll it'll probably pay off. Sure. So I think a lot of the, uh, maybe not a lot, but a good amount of the general viewing populace is going to go what? Yeah, and then there's going to be a whole nother section that is going to write blog post after blog post about how AMC is too violent and this. Well, was, it's gotten this was icky and
1: excellent reviews from like all angles of people, which right. has right. shocked me honestly. Yeah. Like the reviews that have been so strongly positive, I'm like, wow, really? Okay, yeah. good. That's a good thing. I'm on board, but I'm surprised. Right. 'Cause something else that it's gonna have to jump over is the fact that there's a lot of blaspheme well, that's, in this story. That's
0: what I meant by like people <laughs> insane like insane amount yeah. of
1: blasphemy.
0: Yeah, yeah. And not I mean not just the violent, but like but that whole side of like it's weird oh, and blasphemous and like I can just I can see the whole issue yeah. coming up and you know, quite frankly, if you can't handle it, then don't watch it. You know, but yeah. but I think getting people to come back is going to be the key. It's going to be the trick. Obvious, that's the, probably the most obvious thing I've ever said.
1: No, but you it, know,
0: for a show to succeed,
1: you got to have people watching. People got to keep watching it. You know, it's like if you want your food to be good, people got to keep eating it. Right. You know, <laughs> no, I, I know exactly what you're saying, and I do have a little bit of concern for that because I'm curious. Again, there's some amazing, some of my favorite stuff I've ever read was was in the boy. Well, not the. This boys is pretty good, but I, in Preacher, some of my favorite characters and some of my favorite scenes and stories are in this story. Right. One in particular, which I really hope they bring this character in. And I read a synopsis, a brief synopsis of the second one. I think they're going to introduce him in the second. Okay. one. Okay, so they they it says the enigmatic cowboy is re, is is revealed, and I'm like, oh, let that be, let that be, let that be, let that be him. Um, but. Some of the I don't know anything about what you're I talking. I know, I know, and I don't want to. I don't want to tell you because I because I haven't heard anything about this character casting or anything about it. So I'm like, please be in there, okay? Please be in there. So I'm hoping this. Why case. is
0: he? Can you tell me why he's your favorite character? His least?
1: name is called the Saint of Killers. Okay, and he essentially is a he looks like a cowboy, and he is basically death. He's he's activated by God in the comics to basically rain down unholy death on people and collect souls. Shit. So All right. he is one of the he has one of the coolest backstories, and he is an he is a fear fearsome character, just absolute fearsome character. And I hope that they they have to have him in there. This, there's no preacher without sin killers. All right, I can dig it. There has to be, but real quick a couple of the uh the things that are different from the comic than from this episode so these might be minor spoilers for the future as well okay. but the way that it starts in the comics is first of all Cassidy Tulip and uh Jesse Custer are already on the road like they've left Anvil they're they're, they're on the move and you kind of have them meeting they're they're meeting at a diner explaining how they got to that point okay and they each have a separate story and Jesse's story is that he essentially was getting really sick and tired of like the town of Anvil, like being a bunch of douchebags. Mm-hmm. So he goes to a bar, and no one's really showing up to his church. So he goes into a to the bar one night and just calls a whole bunch of people out. He's okay, like, he's like. You're fucking your cousin. You're doing this. You're doing that. And guys like try to fight him or whatever. And he's like, You guys are not worth this. He's like, This is, he's like, and he basically shows up on Sunday. And everyone's shown up because they're like, Preacher's lost his fucking mind. Let's see what he does next. So he's like, He's about ready to chastise everybody. And Genesis just comes in, merges with him, and the entire church explodes. Jesus. And everyone dies except for him. So when he was up on his pulpit at the end of the episode talking to everyone, I was like, Wait, but Tulip's in there. Cassie's in there. Right, right. Our face is in there. I'm like, no, there's no way all of them would survive. Right, right. So I was like, but he's like doing this. I'm like, oh, my God. The place is going to explode just like in the comics. And it doesn't. It's probably for the best. Right. But that's what happens. And so Jesse like comes out and everyone's like, this guy has basically killed all these people. So he's kind of on the run from the cops. Okay. And then he realizes that he has the voice of God as well under his belt. And Tulip... Was essentially, I forget what it was, but she basically had to do a hit for a mob boss. Okay, and she failed; like she was about to do it, and she shot and she missed. So these guys were trying to get her, and for some reason, she ran into Cassidy, who was like, she came over to him and like, oh, was he? He was in a truck. He was passing by. She's like, please, I need to get out of here. He's like, all right, cool. So they start driving, and they just happen to end up in Texas, okay, where they meet up with Jesse, and um. Same thing, like Genesis leaves heaven. You see a lot more of stuff with heaven and everything like that. And one of the (laughs) noticeable difference is uh, our space's dad is a super racist asshole. Okay. In the comics, super racist asshole, like dropping n bombs and just like does he's a crazy person. He thinks that there's UFOs that are taking people, doing experiments on them, cattle, like, just poking up people's
0: butts. You can see a little bit of the uh, unhingedness of that character in the show, but nowhere near what you're describing. No, he
1: is, like, the second you meet him, you're like, wow, this guy is crazy. There you go. And... (laughs) face loves him just so much, and he hates his son so much. Like, he'll be sitting That's down. so sad. He'll be sitting on it's the couch, so and RS can come over and be like, Hey, Dad, how was it today? I bet you saved a lot of people. He just sits there, and he's like, mm, eh. But the funny thing. But who's the
0: da- What does the dad do? He saved a lot of people. What's that? You said, I bet you saved a lot of people. That's today.
1: what Arsface thinks his dad was. Did you get the criminals? Did you save people
0: today, Dad? But what does he
1: do? He's he's a sheriff.
0: Oh, that was the sheriff? Yeah. Oh, I totally missed that. Okay, all right, gotcha. Sorry, (laughs) I totally missed that. Yeah,
1: so he's the sheriff. So he he's just like, Dad, I bet you're doing great things. His dad's like, fuck you. Mm -hmm. He's like, I have have an idiot son who looks like this. My wife left me. God damn it. So um, there's an ultimate confrontation with Jesse and the sheriff. (laughs) Where Jesse tells him, he's like, go fuck yourself. Using the voice of God. So the guy literally, like... He breaks his dick off trying oh. to shove it up his ass. Oh, ow. He breaks his dick. He's like, because that's what he's got to do. So he's like, you see, <laughs> you, find him in the, you see him in the ambulance. And he's just like, he's barely, he's just sitting there going like, you get like the paramedics are like, yeah, it's shoved so up there, far up there. I don't know if we'll ever get it out. <laughs> just like saying horrible things. And our face is like, is my dad in there? He's like, yeah. Go in there. He wants to see you. And he's like, son yeah dad he's like you love me He's like yeah he's like hand me my pistol he's like sure thing dad here blam <laughs> He
0: takes his own life shoots himself
1: jesus <laughs> christ dude <laughs> it was amazing it's an amazing part <laughs> in that comic i love it so much sounds and like an
0: up-lip, up-lip, uplifting moment yeah it's it's
1: hilarious <laughs> jesus. like because that guy again he's a terrible yeah terrible human yeah. being you're like yeah that uh that so you, needs to safe happen. to
0: say, you probably won't be seeing that. Fingers crossed in the TV show. Another
1: good example is it's definitely not as bad, but he later on in the comic Jesse tells a guy he's like, an, whatever, doesn't matter who he is, but he basically says, "I want you to count out one million grains of sand." And the guy's like, "What?" And then he uses the voice of God to tell him that. So the guy sits on a beach and he tries to count out one million grains of sand. Yeah. And there's a wonderful part where he's like doing okay, and then all of a sudden the wind comes by, and blows it all away, and he goes, one,
0: <laughs> two,
1: and they don't see this character for a really long time. But he does come back. He comes back later. He looks like a haggard man because he had he realized he's like I he 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 was not allowed to leave the beach until he 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 counted one million grains of sand. So he built, like, a rock wall to protect from the wind. And he's sitting there, like, all entrenched. He just looks like he's been in castaway with Jesus Tom Hanks. Shit. And he just finally does it. He's like, I did it! And they see him, they're like, where the hell have you been? He's like, you have no idea. <laughs> but he couldn't do it. He couldn't, he couldn't do anything until he completed you have that. have no idea. So it was really, it, that, that power is very interesting. And I'm curious to see, because obviously Jesse has a dark past. Mm-hmm. He wants to do good. And that's a big thing in the comic, too, is like, well, you can just use the voice of God. He's like, because that obviously is a huge, like, this guy has this incredible power. He could control
0: anybody right, at right. any time. And he wants to make sure that he exercises some sort of control. So
1: as a story power. writer, like, how do you control that sort of, like, that's the thing is, like, right. Garth Ennis did a really good job of, like, finding situations where it's like, he's just not going to do that because I, there's good reasons why he won't do it. Either, right, right. either there's certain situations where it actually won't work, or there's things where he's like he, he, he they find a good reason to, or he's just like out of pride. Right? He's like he's like I could I can make you do. I this. I can make this work, yeah. but I'm gonna beat the shit out of you. <laughs> <laughs>
0: he
1: goes. You and I both know I can make you do this, but we're gonna we're gonna go toe to toe. I'm gonna beat the piss out of you. <laughs>
0: Speaking of beating the piss out of someone, it's time for the throwdown. In honor of the preacher, little country. Little country. I'm liking that. Yeah. 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 So in honor of the preacher. Yes. We're going the preacher Mm -hmm. versus Cassidy. God
1: damn it, Justin. Yep. Uh, I did
0: it. And I have no horse in this race. So this is going to be you debating you. Well, here's the thing. I have a feeling that the voice of God does not work on a vampire. It does. It does. It does. Oh, interesting. Okay.
1: And that's a point of contention between Cassidy and Preacher in the books. Okay. In the comic books. All right. At one point, he's like, don't ever do that to me again. <laughs> he makes, he's the first time he does it. He's like, hey, Cassidy, stand on one leg. And Cassidy does it. And then he goes, I'm only going to tell you this one time. Never do that again.
0: <laughs> Cassidy says that? Yeah. 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 Never yeah.
1: make me do that again. So technically speaking, the word of God would basically he could do that but assuming that um he shows restraint that or i wonder if you can't hear the word of god does it still work mm. is it like jessica jones right where you know
0: over the phone it doesn't
1: work if you can't hear it or does yeah yeah if someone plugs their ears or, or is whatever. it just
0: because it's so ethereal and divine that it it being spoken you yeah. just do it yeah um, hearing it or not because
1: yeah. Casty has superhuman strength I don't know if that was really portrayed in the show it but makes, I
0: mean it makes it stands to reason he's a vampire seen, most vampires in do, in, yeah. in
1: in the comics like if if like I were to if if he were to punch me and I were to catch his fist it would shatter like it would break every, every bone in my hand oh okay like he's the kind of guy that like you could hit him with a car and he would easily survive you'd probably wreck most of the car okay in the process okay. so like he's very resilient and things like that so
0: well, he survived jumping out of an airplane with
1: an umbrella that's the umbrella was more to keep the sun off of him right so right, he right. didn't burn up so really what it comes down to is if jesse can get off the word of god he's fucked right because he could probably just be like stay there until the sun comes out right <laughs> or stay there or the go day. walk into the sun yeah. walk yeah walk out in the desert all day right, right. you can't stop walking mm-hmm. until ugh, and just let him burn up or basically just say uh, go kill yourself right <laughs> And then it's over. But assuming that uh, Cassidy could somehow avoid being hearing the the voice of God, he would probably tear Jesse up.
0: Because the other thing, though, is that Jesse's a formidable fighter too. Yes. So I didn't. I don't know. Does Jesse have some sort of a strength as well, or is it? He, I'm not sure what his background is. He I mean, you know.
1: he's been trained well on how right. to fight. And so I'm wondering if so, that would
0: pose well, but the again, strength might again, over.
1: If 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 Cassidy hitting him doesn't hurt you, and it's yeah. say he's just normal flesh. Oh, I, f- oh, yeah, just straight hand to hand combat, assuming that they could actually like hit each other. Yeah, and, like, yeah. I feel like I'd give the edge to Jesse. Really? Because although Cassidy can fight, they both can fight really well. I feel like Jesse has better training, okay. so to speak. I can dig I it. I use the word training loosely, okay, but Cassidy's obviously a scrapper and he's Irish, so he's got that Irish blood in him. He's got the Irish blood in, he's him. Irish blood in him, he's got the Irish blood. I don't know what was it Scottish maybe, yeah, or was maybe. It a Canadian was that Canadian at
0: all I think you might have had it was a it was a mix it was a mix that's someone who's traveled yes I'm a I'm a I'm
1: a I'm a traveler you're a worldly
0: fellow I'm a worldly fellow um, so you're gonna give it to I'm gonna give it to Jesse all day all, all day because of the voice that voice, voice of, God's of God kind of the ace in the hole
1: well, voice maybe. of God but even that aside I just feel like fighting wise I feel like Jesse could he'd figure out a way
0: he, do you think yeah he he'd take him he'd take him down to Chinatown even even though. Punching a punch from Cassidy could shatter you. Again, I, I was like, if
1: I was to level the playing field straight, just like if you Just fisticuffs.
0: Yeah, because based on what
1: we saw, like, I mean, people hit him with, hit Cassidy and punched him and stuff, and they didn't, like, shatter Right. Anything. right, right so right. From, from the movie, or from the movie, from the show, you know, he can take punches and be okay. I would probably give the edge to Jesse. All right, Jesse for the now, win. However. Oh, wait. However cassidy won't die unless you set him out in the the sun like obviously from what we've seen right you could do a horrible bunch of billion like terrible things to him and as long as he gets blood he can recover right so you literally have to somehow incapacitate him and set him out to set him on fire so
0: i'm curious to see also how they how they handle the the vampire lore in this like if you stake him through the heart obviously holy water doesn't work if you stake him through the heart so they've like sun that that works crosses stake through the heart like i'm i'm curious about the other stuff. Garth but. Ennis
1: like really just took all that vampire stuff and really just made it extremely simple. I love it. It was and I really appreciate that cuz he made vampires cool again.
0: There you go. Thank you Garth Ennis.
1: Thank you Garth Ennis. And guys, you know, go watch Preacher. Let us know what you think yeah. and if you haven't read the comics, get on it, man. I highly recommend it. They're they're fantastic. I great illustration, great writing, great story. It's really a true American western. It's fantastic. So, as
0: soon as I finish the Walking Dead Compendium Volume 2, I believe uh, I would like to do preacher now.
1: Dog'sner Library alone is open for business. Yeah. I'm having someone at work borrow them right now to read them, and he's got. It'll through. take me a while. <laughs> oh, I was like, you just start compendium too. Yeah. You'll be fine. He tore through the boys in like a week. So. It'll be November before I reach back out to you. Yeah, it's good. It's good. Well, guys, uh, you can find Mind Gap on Facebook. Just look us up there. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Mind Gap Podcast, and Justin has a website.
0: Find me online at JustinStrandland.com. You can listen to this podcast as well as the other one I do every Monday with Milo Stavanovich. It's called The Best Bar Podcast Ever, and it truly is the best bar podcast ever. I agree. Ever. It is. And Doug knows a lot about bars. I know a lot about and bars podcasts. and drinking. Yes. <laughs> you can also find me on uh, Instagram and Twitter at Justin underscore Michael. It's M-I-K-E-L. It's spelled the fun way. And um, find us on iTunes. Subscribe to us. Review us. Let us know uh, if there's a uh, topic you want us to discuss. Um, you can let us know on any of the social medias. And also check out 2East8th uh, Productions. So it's 2 east uh And then 2East8th Productions and all the social medias.
1: Great, guys. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Mind Gap Podcast.